Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I'm through with standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Good morning, 7-Eleven here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Did you say that's the ZZ Top guy who sings that part? That's, that's a guy from ZZ Top. It's oh. a tell him what you want to be. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what I'm in the mood to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to surprise you with something. You ready, Candy? Uh, don't be well, you? Oh, come on! <laughs> the pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states. And blue states, red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it harped you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? That's the game we play where I tell you what was filed in the Florida legislature, and then you tell me whether it's Republicans or Democrats. It's it's my uh, my sideways way of telling you the things the bills have been filed. You know, have a little bit of fun at it at the same time. And you give me this mopey look, but you always get them right, except for Alex Andrade's. I don't yeah, know and except for about. yesterday. I yeah. just told Darren, I was like, yeah, there's a new thing. I didn't even realize. I thought he was just being a jerk like five times in a row, but <laughs> turns out it's a segment. All right. HB 185, catalytic converters, <laughs> requires maintenance of, uh, main, requires people to maintain records mm-hmm. of transactions involving detached catalytic converters. You know, like basically if you go into junk and scrap and whatever that kind of thing sure. requires those so that you can go find out who was stealing them basically is what because this is people are do. stealing they them, are yeah. absolutely uh, republican or democrat republican it is fred yeah. hawkins that's right balancing the federal budget which is not exactly within the purview of the florida legislature but it's a house memorial 189 which means that it's going they're going to vote to send a letter to send a letter to be like hey Get your act together, balance the federal budget, take immediate action, and uh, you know, do your job and send letters to the president and the vice president and the speaker of the house and all these people to tell them, hey, do your job. Republican or Democrat? Republican. Yeah, that's right. Tyler Sirois. I don't know how to say it. S-I-R-O-I-S. You tell me how you think it should be said. Um, HB 197. Penalties for refusal to submit to a breath alcohol test. What this does is... If you refuse one time to take a breathalyzer, mm-hmm. uh, you get a uh, one-year interlock into your uh, your car just for refusing. Oh, right, just for refusing, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. That was the um, the lawyer case, right? Was uh, you know he did didn't, oh right, right as right, I recall. That's right. Um, so anyway, and you get information about this, and there's other things for subsequent ones. But uh, who wants to put a, sort of an automatic penalty in place for refusing to take a breathalyzer? Republicans or Democrats? Uh, I would say Democrat. Republican. Tracy okay. Coster. Tracy Coster is the one who wants that. Uh, sales of firearms and ammunition which basically prohibits businesses that sell firearms and ammunition from assigning a product code Mm -hmm. to that that allows, for example, credit card companies to separately categorize those purchases versus, say, you know, buying your socks and your, you know, your deer hunting sense or whatever, Um, you know, so that because what's happening is like credit card companies are putting this into their ESG calculations. Mm -hmm. And if you're a gun or ammunition reseller, they're using that 
that to analyze and assess your credit risk and all that kind of stuff. So this wants to shield that capability by preventing companies from classifying guns and ammunition in their transactions. Who wants to do that? Republican I would or Democrat? say Republican. That's exactly yeah. right. John Snyder. Not that John Snyder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not the Duke boy? Not the Duke boy. No, that's exactly that right. House Bill got into it again. No, he was, he, <laughs> he was up the creek without a paddle, but he did have ammunition. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, same thing, by the way, House and Senate filed similar bills. Uh, HB 215, possession or use of a firearm in a sensitive location. Oh, you know, I'll give this one to you in a second because uh, we got to do traffic. Traffic on the fives with Candy. Um, we're not showing any uh, any accidents, uh, but do we watch for uh, some dense fog. Dense fog advisory. This is through 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, make sure your lights are on. Make sure that others can see your lights and your taillights. This is brought to you by Tops Appliances featuring freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, rangers, washers, and dryers from GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and more. Tops Appliances are on Highway 90 in Milton and taking a look on Highway 90. Not showing any issues there either but again be careful give yourself extra time to get where you're going this morning traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy so uh, back to proposed hb house bill 215 possession or use of a firearm in a sensitive location Currently, if you have a concealed carry, you cannot take it into a police, sheriff, highway patrol station, a jail, a prison, a courthouse, a courtroom, um, except that judges can. Uh, polling places, governing bodies that are meeting, uh, legislature, school, college, or athletic event, or the buildings on a college campus. A career center, um, alcohol, like a bar. You can't take it to a bar that serves alcohol. There's all kinds of places that you can't take it, even into the uh, controlled area of the airport, okay? And anywhere that is prohibited by federal law. Currently. Currently, that's where you cannot take them currently. The proposal would create a special sensitive locations list of additional places that you cannot take a gun into. For example, healthcare facilities, all parks, all government buildings, churches, zoos, the library, anything owned by federal uh, government, public transit, trains and buses, mental health areas, anything where there's kids, basically, uh, kids being instructed and that kind of stuff, theaters, athletic fields, museums, banquet halls, concerts, restaurants that serve alcohol, in addition to bars that serve alcohol. Who wants to create an additional list of prohibitions on gun carrying Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Yeah, yeah. This is Michelle Rayner Goolsby. I've never heard of her. I think she's a new new one. But yeah, she basically wants to prohibit guns everywhere in public. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Are there any places? Left? No, I was yeah, looking I at this list. I'm like, no restaurants, no okay. parks, no churches, no zoos, no, you know, like this oh. is this is basically, uh, you know, making guns illegal in public. That's what this would be, because I was trying to think of like not it's not just see, it's not just where you would be able to carry legally, like I guess on the sidewalk. You'd be able to carry legally. Mm-hmm. The problem is you wouldn't be able to go into anywhere and because there are so many restrictions on where you can go, if people obeyed this law, it would practically mean they wouldn't carry a gun, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the point. The point is to make it so impossible. And I, this is a for show. Like, this is a Democrat proposing this. This is not going to even probably get heard in committee would be my expectation. But I did want to mention to you that, you know, she's proposed this bill. Uh, HB 219, marriage between persons of the same sex, uh, removing the prohibition on recognition of same-sex marriages. Uh, removing the prohibition. It's currently like, prohibited in state law, even though the federal Supreme Court decision allows it. 
This is basically tidying up Florida law to remove what we have currently an unconstitutional prohibition on same-sex marriage. Democrat. That's right. Same woman, by the way, Michelle Rayner goolsby Uh, And then I think the last one here, um, well, that one's kind of interesting. Rights of children. Uh, Children has the right to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas of any kind orally in writing or print in the form of art or through any medium of the child's choice. I think I was reading this bill, and it's not clear to me exactly what this bill is trying to accomplish, uh, but I think what it's trying to do is to make it so kids can basically read any books, read any materials, any art, as opposed to the kind of banned lists at the schools and things like this. I think that's what this bill is trying to do, but it's written in such a way that it was hard for me to figure it out. Who wants to make it so kids have access to things that we are currently trying to prohibit them from? If that's what it is, and yeah, that's Democrats. Yeah, that's right. right. Same woman again, Michelle Rayner Goolsby. So yeah, I think that one's also going to go nowhere at all. Last one, intercollegiate athlete athlete compensation rights, the name, image, and likeness legislation Uh that passed last time, SB 200. There's two different versions of this bill, but both of them are designed to do something along these lines. There are all kinds of restrictions against how you can get revenue right now. The bill was very long and all Mm -hmm. kinds of things are prohibited. One of the prohibitions is that the school, like let's say, um, you know, Joe's restaurant wanted to uh, put their restaurant branding somehow or other. They wanted to do a name image likeness deal with one of the college athletes at FSU. Mm -hmm. Okay. If they call the athlete directly or call that athlete's agent, if he has one, they can do that. But if they call the university, the university is not allowed to shepherd those things to the the players. But this would make it so that they could. It would also make it so that they get financial literacy counseling if that's not already in Mm -hmm. place for how to handle all this money that they're making and that kind of stuff. Uh, Republican or Democrat? Who wanted to do that? Good plan. I don't know. I'm going to say Republican. It is Republican. Travis Hudson in this case. The uh, the House bill, I think, is a little bit more interesting. They actually heard that and passed it through. Uh, So that's likely to change where all of the – and also the problem you have is that other states are passing these bills Mm -hmm. and our athletes are at a competitive disadvantage in the marketplace of potential revenue streams. So the Florida school coaches and athletic directors are saying that we need to liberalize our law because we're losing recruiting opportunities because they're going to... Nebraska. Well, that's true. Yeah, who wouldn't want to make an extra few hundred bucks from Chili's? Right. So you know, we're trying whatever. to. We're trying to. Yeah. You know, they have some revenue capability now, but yeah. this would kind of more align us with other states that have also done this since the changes that mm-hmm. we kind of pioneered last year. Seven twenty one on News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. You know, you hear uh, Dave Ramsey talking about Frontier Motors. You hear me talking about Frontier Motors. And I will just tell you, from both my personal experience and also from the experience of friends who I've talked to who have had the same kinds of things happen, they're they're not just good cars. That's true. They're not just good, you know, prices. That's true. It's afterwards. 
Because their philosophy is they don't want to sell you just the one car. They want to sell you like all the cars you're ever going to buy for the rest of your life. And when that's the case, they do things differently than other used car dealers. And I'll tell you one example of this is I got a call six months after we bought the Odyssey from them. And uh, Calvin, my sales guy, he said, is there anything wrong with the car? And I'm like, no, what? You know, and like, I was kind of, it's kind of funny because I'm like, why are you calling me? Like, I'm not ready to buy a car. Get off the line. Um, leave me alone. You know, because that was kind of my first, you know, that's just my reaction. And um, there wasn't anything like that. But he's like, okay, cool. And then a year after he called me, you know, six months later, he called me again. And he said, is there anything wrong with the car? And I'm like, again, my reaction was kind of like, we're not ready to buy a car. And I'm like, no, seriously, is there anything with the car that we can take care of? I'm like, well, one of the physical keys doesn't work. Like it just, for whatever reason, doesn't open the lock, which it should. We never have to use it because it's all fob based. Right. But in an emergency, this one key works, one key doesn't. He's like, I'll bring it in. We'll fix it. Like, I'm sure you will for 150 bucks. He's like, no, it's on us. So I brought it in 10 minutes later. I had a key and was done. That was it. That was the full extent of our interaction. A year after I bought a car, they wanted to make sure that I had everything right in the car. And I know from other people, same thing. Because they don't want you to just buy one. They want you to buy that one and be so happy that you never go anywhere else, which we never will. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years. Right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us today on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620 25 lighters on my dresser, yes, sir. You know I got to get paid. And Bunny, halfway down the stairs. 725 on News Radio 92. Man, that special does not hold up, though. Uh, the rest there of are it, parts. You're like, oh, gosh. There oh, are gosh. parts. Yeah, definitely <laughs> so. All right, let's get you candy here and for uh, traffic, real quick. Go ahead. Um, uh, we're, we're not showing any accidents, but we are showing, of course, a dense fog advisory. That's, of course, until 9 uh, a.m. this morning. And I say that in Fowler and Hawkins Road showing an accident. Okay, but no roadblock this morning. Watch for emergency crews. Watch for other vehicles. Make sure that other vehicles can see you. It's traffic in the fives. And if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Moderna says its vaccine against RSV is highly effective in older adults. The biotech company says it's almost 84% effective preventing symptoms in people 60 and older. They plan to file for FDA approval this year. The former Minneapolis police officer serving time for the murder of George Floyd wants a new trial. Derek Chauvin's attorneys will be in court today to make that request.
request. They argue that his 2021 trial was unfair because it was held in Hennepin County, where Minneapolis is. And police in Denver say two prize pigs that were stolen from the National Western Stock Show this week have now been found. Uh, Owner Tanya Lee says she and her family are counting their blessings that they've got uh, Doug and Roger back. That's the pigs. I never in my lifetime would have ever thought that this would ever, ever happen to us. And there you go. Like I said, living nightmare that's turned into a miracle. Apparently her sons were uh, set to present the pigs at the stock show. The animals truck and trailer were all stolen from a hotel in Denver. Uh, But they were recovered yesterday, and both pigs were healthy enough to be shown at the show. Well done. I'll wait for the movie. Sounds like it should be one. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 727. I miss my mom's truck. (laughs) I love babe. That's right. Uh, Uh, Oh, he was talking about the RSV uh, vaccine, and, you know, this was a concerning... It's not a surprise, but it's definitely a concerning story from yesterday. Childhood vaccinations have dipped again this year. A new report from the CDC suggests what started as a concern about the COVID-19 vaccine, especially in younger people, is now carrying over into other shots too, including polio, diphtheria, and measles. Good Lord, people. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Like, I know there's these fringy anti-vax folks out there that have all their, honestly, wingnut views, okay, of, and this is before covid Uh, But this is as predictable as watching traffic. You knew, you had to know that all of the questions and concerns and arguments about the COVID vaccines would spill over into parents being reluctant to get their kids the normal vaccines that have stopped diseases like polio, diphtheria, and measles, and that that would start to show up in the numbers. And sure enough... In the Columbus outbreak, there were over 85 cases and can be counting. That was compared to last week's data. But over 30 of those kids were hospitalized. um, And most of those cases were in unvaccinated children. Come on, people. Dr. Denise Warwick is a pediatrician who told me this new report shows overall those receiving vaccines required by most states is now at about 93%. It was at 95% just two years ago before the pandemic began. It's a big drop. The COVID pandemic has been really hard for us because I think a a lot of parents are questioning pretty much every vaccination. That's heartbreaking because we have done such good work at eradicating and preventing disease through these other vaccines. But yet, because of all the controversy around the COVID vaccine, some founded, some not well-founded, you know, the kind of the associative problem, right? Which is, I mean, this happens all the time. This is like, you know, you don't typically hear doctors talk about problems and, you know, among doctors because it taints the whole industry. Or like, you know, this terrible funeral home story that is now national news. I saw it at least one national outlet. It was at Newsweek, and I'm sure it's going to be others. I'm sure it's going to be late night shows making fun of the abuse of a corpse in Pensacola. That's horrible. Um, but, you know, that makes all funeral homes look bad, right? That's the problem is when you have these, um, I don't know. And I'll give you an example of this. Uh, I don't particularly engage in media criticism of other media outlets. You know why? Because we all make mistakes, <laughs> you know, typically. And also because, you know what people take away from that? All media is messed up. So I'm feeding the beast of bias against all news when you criticize too much or even sometimes at all, you're sort of like your industry, which is problematic because there are things in our industry that need to be done better. So how do we police ourselves without making everybody just basically, oh, you know, all the news is screwed up. But that's a problem. 
that that's absolutely a problem that we're seeing you know kind of across the board with these you know the way things get tainted and again it's very understandable very predictable that uh parents would hear you know vaccine controversy and that would translate into when i don't want to get my kids a measles shot get them a measles shot please david wayne what do you have coming up sir Dr. Charles Stamatolis is still in jail. We'll tell you about it after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's interior minister, other officials, and three children are among at least 15 people killed in a helicopter crash in Ukraine. The state emergency service helicopter came down near a nursery school in Brovary, just outside the capital, Kiev. It's not immediately clear what caused the helicopter to come down. Officials haven't made any suggestion of a Russian attack in the area at the time. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Massachusetts man Brian Walsh, now charged with murdering his missing wife, Anna, is expected in court today. She was last seen alive New Year's Day. Walsh will be making an appearance for his arraignment in Quincy District Court, where more evidence will be presented. Walsh has been in police custody for over a week now, charged with misleading investigators about his whereabouts as they pertain to Anna's disappearance. Fox's Brian Yenis, the couple's three sons, two, four, and six years older in state custody. Several families have applied to take them in. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731. It's News Radio 92.3 right now. Cloudy skies, still a dense fog advisory in effect. Uh, right now, 64 in Pensacola. The dentist that was convicted of inappropriately touching an employee and accused of touching several other patients as well is going to stay in jail for now. An Escambia County judge denied a motion to reinstate bond for Dr. Charles Stamatolis on Tuesday. Stamatolis was booked back into jail last week after allegedly violating the conditions of his release by traveling out of state to Mobile recently. He'd been out on bond pending an appeal. Oaklawn Funeral Home says they are cooperating with an investigation after an employee was accused of sexually abusing a corpse. The, the employee was found after apparently committing suicide shortly after. Tim Brown is planning his father's funeral at the facility. That does give me second thoughts, but I think he's already been cremated, so I think he's safe. But it is disturbing. I'm glad it wasn't my mom that was here. Brown talked with Channel 3. Now, yesterday morning, an employee said they'd walked in on another employee abusing a corpse. The funeral home says they're currently contacting clients to ease their concerns. A century man facing charges for two crimes, one shooting and an unrelated rape. Police in Atmore say they were called to Brooks Lane this month. That was uh, where 20-year-old DeMonte Long had allegedly chased and then shot at a vehicle. Uh, he's now facing attempted first-degree assault, reckless endangerment, and firing a weapon into a vehicle charges in that case. And he's also been charged with a rape that dates back to 2020. He wasn't charged with it at the time because he was already facing murder charges. However, those were dropped. The city of Milton now confirming the discovery of human remains at the historic Milton Cemetery was not foul play. Police Chief Tony Tyndall also confirmed that cemetery logs do show that the remains matched identification records that would belong to an unmarked grave. 
FHP troopers say a 60-year-old motorcyclist from West Virginia passed away after a three-vehicle crash in Molino yesterday. It was reported about 2.30 on County Road 95A in Cedartown. Investigators say the motorcyclist and another car were both headed south. A pickup truck was driving north. When the car was making a left turn, the motorcyclist tried to pass. The front of the motorcycle hit the rear of the car. The motorcycle then slid into the northbound lane and hit the truck. Members of FHP Troop A that serves the panhandle from Escambia to Gulf Counties were honored recently for rescuing a five-year-old victim of human trafficking. Attorney General Ashley Moody says the suspect was a known gang member who transported the victim from South Florida to Okaloosa County. The child victim had been trafficked around our state, and it was their investigation that discovered that they had transported the minor Uh, to different parts of the state and that that offender had been involved in these activities in multiple states. Corporal Jacob Moore and troopers Ethan Ellerby, Matthew Davis and Ronald Kuhn were recognized with the Back the Blue Award at Tuesday's Florida cabinet meeting. It is 735 at News Radio 92.3 and Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Man, did you see the fog? It's crazy. It's like it's a cloud. super thick. It's super, super thick. We're under a dense fog advisory. That's until 9 this morning. And again, give yourself extra time to get where you're going. Uh, watching one accident in Pensacola, but it, it doesn't look like it's a roadblock. This is Fowler Avenue and Hawkins Road. Uh, no roadblock, but again, watch for emergency crews and uh, watch for this heavy, heavy fog. You're going to wait like pirates are going to pop up. It's like that movie. Not really. Uh, but uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Warm and humid days out there today with mostly cloudy skies. 40% chance of rain, high near 75. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be dropping around 65 degrees. As you go into Thursday, thunderstorms possible through the morning hours. 50% chance of rain through the morning, high near 72. Rain clears out by Thursday afternoon with temperatures dropping near 48 degrees overnight. For Friday, sunshine returns with temperatures dropping into the 60s for highs. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. And again, as Candy mentioned, that fog is super thick. Be careful out there. 64 in Pensacola, 64 in Gulf Breeze, 61 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Dom Savino with your Money Now. United Airlines is raising its prices, but its customers don't seem to mind. Americans' appetite for air travel helped the airline post strong fourth quarter results, with revenue and profit both beating expectations. United also issued a bullish outlook for the current quarter. That's helped shares 2% higher pre-market. For generations, it's been the go-to place for Halloween costumes and party decorations, but now Party City is filing for bankruptcy as part of the retailer's plan to pair its debt load. Party City has been suffering from widening losses, and the final domino was last Halloween, with sales coming in at the low end of expectations because inflation scared some customers away. The retailer does note, though, it's not going away. Its stores remain open. On Wall Street, futures are higher as investors gear up for the latest batch of earnings reports headlined by PNC Financial and Charles Schwab before the bell. Today, stocks will try to rebound from losses yesterday. That's your money now. 
As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan? These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Piedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3. 9% APR up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross, and Atlas SUV. Plus, military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. 106 New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through PCI. See dealer for details. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or have been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this Friday on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi. This host was a competitive opera singer. (laughs) Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative. Yo, Vanilla, kick it one time, boy. I feel like anything that I say would have already been said. However, I would be remiss if I did not thank the team, uh, Alex, uh, who is just such a cutie, and um, also, um, and Gracie. Um. This is Sharon Wiley at the uh, the last meeting of the D.C. Reeves mayoral transition team. Sharon Wiley calling Alex Smith, who is his chief of staff and also was kind of the, uh, you know, the the group whisperer basically running that organization. Uh, we mentioned this before, then Tommy Lighter, Tommy Lighter picked up on it. Yeah, you know, how many times you say thank you? I do appreciate it, Jordan. Of course, Alex, I'm not going to call you a cutie, but... <laughs> <laughs> and Ethan Mayor Reeves. To staff, to Alex, I will call him a cutie, but... Uh, uh, and I did get a text from Alex, he's like, thanks, bro. <laughs> How many times? So I did want to ask, now that we have D.C. Reeves on the line, Mayor Reeves, uh, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Okay, be honest, how many times have you texted and or called, or uh, is this now his permanent label, is Alex Cutie? Well, look, you know, when you get handed uh, situations like this, uh, scenarios like this, you have to keep them rolling as long as possible. You know? So uh, we'll we'll get as much life out of this in the office as we can. Of course. I, I feel like this, the the residents and the taxpayers deserve that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's appropriate use of time. I, I appreciate that. By the way, you are. Pardon me. This is so obvious. I can't believe I'm going to take the opportunity. But you're DC in DC today, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm at the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Uh, they just started this morning, and. Um, 
you know, I was I was mentioning um, this is I really have to keep my head on a swivel here because people keep saying DC and then I think they're talking about me and then I realize that <laughs> there's a much larger uh, reference uh, of DC that not the mayor of Pensacola, Florida, but like the city that we're in. So, uh, so I, it's been a little bit of an adjustment period, kind of. Uh, you know, like jet lag, you know, I'm getting used to it. That's a fun. I wouldn't even think about that, but that's so funny. All right, let's talk about some things, uh, particularly that transition report. I have not read it all. I've read uh, 75% or so of it. I'm not quite done with it yet. Um, or I should say, can I be honest? I, I skimmed a lot of it because, frankly, what I wanted was the proposals, and there's a lot of other text and the people did great work wonderful stuff uh i'm not sure that the other text does as much as you know, the proposals is really the thing that we were looking for here one of the proposals that stood out to me was obviously the affordable housing stuff was very important and it's a little bit of a shotgun approach let's kind of do everything but the, the the big takeaways to me was you know looking into the question of short-term rentals and how much they are or are not affecting supply looking at the possibility of a housing trust fund and a community land trust what was your takeaway thoughts about the recommendations in the housing and the, the housing section of the transition report? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think what, what I read and, and what reinforces kind of our position is the, you know, it's really right now to be focused on the, the rental portion of upping our inventory, both for, you know, people at 80% of the median income and below, as well as, as getting more units, period, for our community. I think, you know, it's not to say that people don't have the American dream as we know it, you know, which is to buy the, buy a home. You know, I totally get that. Um, that it doesn't it doesn't uh, discount the how important that is to people and the families. But that being said, we're in a crisis right now, and 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 rental is not only I believe easier to get online at scale, but it also is much easier to keep it in a table house. You know, I mean. It's a rental, you know, and part of the restriction on this rental is that it stays at a certain rate based on whether it's a tax incentive or a subsidy or whatever the case may be. Um, it's just easier. When you sell a home that was affordable, it, the clawbacks to keep that in that affordable pool are much more difficult. You know, okay. after five years, six years, seven years, you know, it makes it a little bit harder to, to say, hey, Andrew, we sold you this house based on your income, and then now – you, you're not allowed to go sell it for what you want to sell it for. It can be done, but it's just much more difficult. And so we're going to take a real hard focus on getting rental units up and online in the city of Pensacola. And so I'm presuming that that would mean finding you know places where the zoning aligns, where you can put in multiple units. And, of course, that translates into affordable housing, but that also translates into things like increased traffic and congestion in those particular areas. Uh, but, I mean, do I basically have it right? What you're thinking about doing is finding places where you can facilitate that multi-unit build? Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, I'll, I'll take it a step further in that in the in the legislature, House Bill, I believe it's 1339, came out two years ago. And what it allows municipalities to do is any property that's owned by the municipality um, can actually upzone or add density to its own property if it's used for attainable housing. Really? Obviously. You, that, so like that, without that, without that, having to go, yeah. th- pardon me, but for, without having to go through the normal upzoning so, process? Correct. The normal standard variances, those kinds huh. of things. Now, you know, look, that's a lot to unpack, right? I mean, you, you don't want to go build a nine-story building, you know, in, in, in a residential area just because you can. It doesn't mean that's what you're going to do. But what I'm saying is the spirit of that 
that bill makes sense to me because what we're what our argument is, look, we're all in this crisis, and you know how long something like that would take yeah. to be able to put three units on a piece of property instead of two. You know, and, and I guess basically the state government saying, hey, look, we trust the municipality to make sure that it, we're, they're trying to fill needs here, and it can't be a two-year process for for that. You know, right at this moment, and so right. we're going to look into that. You know, I don't I don't have every nuanced study, but I. St. Pete is already doing this. Um, I think there's one other city, I forget which one in Florida, uh, that, that's really taken a hold of this. And so it's something that I know, uh, you know, our housing team and, uh, um, you know, our staff is looking into very, very, uh, uh, very, very deeply just because we think that that's really an opportunity because building one house at a time is not going to get it done. Right. I mean, it's just right. not. And, and, and so we've got to figure out a way outside the box to be able to start getting some of these units online. No, that's fascinating. I can imagine people who live near parcels that are city-owned that are either vacant or just city-owned for whatever reason might be hearing this and thinking, uh-oh. But also, that's the nature of the problem we're in, is, and it makes sense. I, I did not realize that bill existed, so that's a very fascinating one. We're talking to D.C. Reeves, mayor of Pensacola, who is actually in Washington, D.C. this morning. Let's get traffic on the fives first before we return to him with uh, with Candy. Okay, and uh, not watching any accidents, uh, anything that's going to slow you down, but uh, this certainly is caution. There's a dense fog advisory. That's in effect. Traffic light at Muskogee Road and 29 acting where the light coming off Muskogee is switching immediately from green back to red. So uh, just give that some thought too. Traffic tips 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mayor Reeves. Uh, DC, you are going to be going to Harvard twice. Tell people why. Yeah, um, I'm really honored to be picked by the uh, Harvard Graduate School of Design, as well as the Mayor's Institute on City Design, um, to that uh, as a as a fellow for their Just City Initiative, and uh, what that focuses on is <clears throat> they look for different uh, scenarios within cities that uh, you know might have been designed um, without really a focus on equity. Typically, things that happened decades ago. The example I did is, and, and we have in our community with Inter- I-110 um, is you know uh, interstate. Uh, that has been built through uh, you know historically minority community, and what this focuses on is it's a design fellowship. So it's kind of saying, hey, here are some situations that you might see in your community, and here are ways that you can design around them. So it's uh, you know I've been telling people this is not a uh, political fellowship. What we're talking about here is here are situations that have been handed to cities over you know decisions that were made 50 plus years ago. Um, how do we make those right, and how can we do it in a modern, thoughtful? Um, an innovative way. And so I'm excited to be part of that. Uh, I get to go you know, again to Harvard in February and April. And what's really cool, too, is that we're able to have two of our staff members. Um, so I've got our CRA urban design specialist, Rachel Bennett, and I've got our uh, transportation planner, Caitlin Serain, that will be part of this group oh, during cool. the hybrid portion of that So as well. So it's not just uh, me sitting in these meetings. We've got people, you know, that who, who really would be you know, taking some kind of initiative like this to the forefront and, and getting it across the finish line, they'll get to be part of it as well. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. What a really cool opportunity. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is now we're into 2023 and the law the legislature passed that allows the city or county to put all of its public notices out of the newspaper, but into an online format only, which would be a, you know, relatively significant cost savings. I know for the counties and certainly for the city as well. Are you guys intending to stop putting it in the PNJ? Or are you going to keep putting it in the PNJ? What's the city's plan at this point? I, I, I'll look more into that. I don't have any intent to change that. And, and let me just tell you why. In my personal experience, helping small business owners, 
um, having to get community feedback on projects like Bruce Beach or the hashtag project, things that I've dealt with, you know, as, as Flint Studios chief of staff. I believe a, the proactive approach of getting the word out to people is the way to go, um, not not the check a box approach where you say, oh, well, as long as I've done the minimum I have to do, then, you know, I, I mean, the idea of, of putting this out, in my opinion, is to make sure that as many people in your community who'd be interested to hear about it get to hear about it. So um, I wouldn't be curtailing any version, be it newspaper, online, or otherwise. I wouldn't be looking to curtail our ability or our citizens' ability to know what's going on at City Hall. I mean, I, I just feel like that's our duty. Um, so I would, I would continue, to, even if we don't have the same requirement, I would continue, uh, at, at least for the foreseeable future, um, doing it the way we're doing it now. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll look forward to, you know, maybe future conversation about that or, you know, as you guys re- reassess the possibility. Uh, finally, the lightning round, we like to ask you questions like, in your coffee, when you have to stir it, do you use the plastic stirrer, the wooden stirrer, a spoon or a fork or something else? Uh, whatever's the closest. I mean, I would love to <laughs> say I, I delineate between, you know, like, I'm like, uh, you know, give me a little bit of milk. Let's get this thing stirred up and going. Have you ever used your finger? Be honest. Of course. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know desperate times call for desperate measures. You, know? <laughs> you find out how hot the coffee is, too. That's the other issue. Um, it is national. Exactly. It's National Winnie the Pooh Day, the birthday of A.A. A. Milne. Uh, you read the books, you watched the movie, or none of the above? Oh, all of it. All oh, big. That- I was a big Winnie the Pooh guy uh, Abs- back in the day, you know? Aww. I mean, back, back in those... Uh, the non-flat screen TV days, the VCR days, yes. you know, I'm, I'm reminiscing. Um, of course, uh, a big Winnie the Pooh fan. Well, the wonderful thing about Tiggers. Uh, and lastly, uh, and, and this this may veer into dangerous territory for you, but do you like king cake? Ooh, uh, yeah, actually. I mean, you know, as a change-up. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't really remember it's around until this time of year, and then I'll see it and you know, I do have a sweet tooth, so okay. um, I, you know I discriminate against very few sugared items. Uh, <laughs> you know, so um, all right, but the I, fo- know, the follow up the follow up is, but what do you do with baby Jesus? Do you keep him or throw him out? Um, well, I mean, you know, the noble thing would be to keep, but you know, that's one of those things that you'd end up in your pocket, and then you don't, you know, you forget what happened uh, to it. So, um, <laughs> Poc- you, pocket I, baby I Jesus goes away by mistake. Respectfully handle. Exactly. I should reassess. This is a good. I'm glad you brought this up. I, I reassess how I treat uh, the baby from this point forward. I should do it in a much uh, more uh, respectful manner. I never thought about the very question until this morning, and I'm so glad I asked because that's a great answer. DC Reeves, uh, good luck today in the meetings and all the stuff that you're doing in DC. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week, sir. Thanks so much for the time. All right, guys. Thanks so much. 7:52 on News Radio 92.3. You know that's going to be our frivolous topic for the day. I'm Andrew McKay. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 9.30 when Dr. John Stevenson, Associate Vice Principal of Student Affairs at Pensacola State College, will be on the show discussing campus tours, financial aid, registration, scholarships, careers at the college, and the revealing of their state-of-the-art sports arena and game room. There's a lot to talk about, and you won't want to miss the show tomorrow at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
You know, I'm always talking about Torgerson and Causey because they started helping us here at News Radio and Cat Country a couple of years ago, and they've just been great. And what they do is they help businesses. Like if you're a business owner, you've got to do employee benefits, you know, health insurance, dental, vision, life, disability. you got to manage HR and payroll and all that stuff. And maybe you've got a system for that. Maybe you have grown a little bit more fast, uh, more quickly than you expect, and you don't have a system for that. Or maybe you just want somebody else to handle it for you, or maybe just to find out if you're doing it the best you can. All of those reasons are reasons to call Torgerson and Causey. They've been doing this for more than 20 years, and like I said, they started working with us, and they have been fantastic ever since. I just they're, they're great people, and they do exactly what they say, and they gave us options, which my wife loves options, so fantastic. More than 20 years helping local businesses. No obligation to have them review what you're doing right now. 433-9996, or just look them up online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. Come hear the lush score that inspired the Broadway hit Rent as Pensacola Opera presents Puccini's La Boheme. Following Mimi and Rodolfo from their first meeting to their final devastating moments, this bohemian story of poverty, disease, and the bitter cold of winter reminds us that when you have nothing but love, then you have everything to lose. Puccini's La Boheme, January 20th and 22nd at the Sanger Theater. Learn more at PensacolaOpera.com and purchase your tickets at PensacolaOpera.com. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet, the pottery that grows. Seven fifty-five News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. Candy's got traffic on the fives for us. Candy, and taking a look. I- we're not sure we got a whole bunch of accidents. We're watching one Fowler and Hawkins Road, and it looks like that has been moved off to the side, uh, but mostly travel advisory. Heavy fog, heavy, heavy fog in the area. Dense fog advisory till 9. Fairfield and Pace uh, has a travel advisory. Like, that's how bad the fog is. That intersection, uh, caution is, you know, uh, wherever you go. In the traffic light at Muskogee, 29. Somebody texted, it's acting weird, where it's just switching immediately from green back to red, and traffic coming the other way hasn't quite stopped yet. So please be careful around the mill. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, the the fog is atrocious today. It re- I mean, you know, I, don't, I we always talk about fog whenever there's an advisory, but today especially, it's one of those, whoa, <laughs> I did not it expect It was weird, that. yeah. <laughs> David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Texas Governor Greg Abbott calling for the head of Homeland Security to be impeached. The only reason why we have these people coming across the border like we do is because both the Homeland Security Secretary and the President are not enforcing current laws. House Republicans moving to build a case against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, but uh, first hearings in Congress regarding a surge of illegal immigration. And there's new study out showing Americans are getting deeper in debt. Their services to help. Jason Misa with the Better Business Bureau says you got to be careful. They're asking for a lot of money up front before they can help you or promising these huge returns. Those should be the red flags you should look for. And a new study from NerdWallet found the average household currently owes more than $165,000 in debt. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, I, I will tell you from personal experience that uh, it's it may be a, a ways off for some of you. Okay, it might be a ways off for some of you, but um, it's kind of funny. We, we, my wife is just great with managing money. Oh, great! And uh, I mean, she really is. In fact, there was one time when we were in Phoenix, we had a guy who was a um, a Dave Ramsey. What do they call him? Counselor, advisor, you right? Know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had contacted the radio station and wanted to do some ads. You know, and then he, which, you know, we did eventually with him, but he brought us in to like take us through the preliminary, you know, interview process to get us familiar with what they do. Cause we, we knew of Dave Ramsey, but we weren't all that familiar. And he, we go through it. And at the end of the half hour, he's like, can I have you come and teach my people? <laughs> Not me, my wife, you know? Right, sure. And he's like, I did, you know, there's stuff you're doing. It's even better than what, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and I, I say all of that to say this. Because of my wife's amazing financial management, uh, we had a house um, that we paid off when she was working. You know, she worked until she paid the house off, so she paid the house off so she could have a kid and retire, which is how we did it. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She was an engineer. And so I will tell you, if you've never experienced it, that like debt free, you know, zero debt, not cars, not credit cards, not house is a completely different feeling. <laughs> it Absolutely, just, yeah. You, you, if you've never tried it, because you've never been in that position, and once you do, oh, man, you don't ever go back. <laughs> you know, you just, mm, it's just, you know, you, you don't you don't want to. So uh, that debt story had me thinking about that, how uh, most people have no idea what it feels like not to be under that crushing weight of always worried all the time about everybody coming after you and are we going to make this end meet or what are we going to let lapse and all that kind of stuff and uh, i've lived under both and i'm telling you the no debt option is significantly better four three seven sixteen and you're like i know you're like no duh but i just want to trust me it's worth getting there any way you possibly can 758 on news radio 923 um oh just this is i don't know i have weird thoughts occur to me we're talking to dc about the affordable housing you know and I don't know. I had never thought of it before, so I'm just going to share. If we do create a lot of affordable housing, and we should because we have a crisis, understand that that will alleviate pressure on rental and housing markets, which will also mean that prices of housing and rental will go down. Great for renters and buyers, not as great for landlords and owners. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.